0: I gotta say, what a weekend so far. That's beautiful so far. I had a practice with the team. I was pretty good, let me tell you, I was pretty good. I had a dinner with the boys. Thank you guys. Today, all the highlights, videos, goals, even the hair, great memories. I remember my first coach, Bob Johnson, always said, today, it's a great day for hockey. I'm going to use it. I'm going to change it a little bit. I'm going to say today it's a great day for me. And what a day for Jarmer Jagger at PPG Paints Arena. They raised his number 68 to the Rafters, retiring his jersey before the Pens hosted the L.A. Kings. And one of the things I found out over the weekend is when he came here as an 18-year-old Czechoslovakian who couldn't speak English, uh, his roommate happened to be seven-time Stanley Cup champion Brian Trottier, who still lives here, works for Sportsnet, Pittsburgh now doing a lot of things, and happened to be in New York for that stadium series with the Rangers and Islanders. Brian Trottier, good morning.
1: Good morning, Larry. You missed a big party, partner. I'm still I'm still kind of... <laughs> well, we all get stuck in that spot where we've got a decision to make, right? but I committed to the NHL and my old New York Islander team to come back to the stadium series. So when the Penguins made the announcement about um, February 18th being the retirement date for for Yarmour, I don't know if you heard me. Would go ah,
2: but I'll say <laughs> it's uh,
1: th- that moment where you just can't split yourself in two, but you make that commitment. But uh, you know, I sent a bunch of messages to Yarmour. I sent uh, sent them through people around people, give him a hug and all that stuff. But this young man was just a um a wonderful student of the game. He wanted to uh he wanted to learn the North American game as fast as possible. He wanted to become the best in the NHL. He wanted to be like Mario Lemieux and I used to smile because I'm like I wanted to be like John Belliveau and Gordie Howe. I wanted to be like somebody, you know, like what I never did, but it's really kind of fun that yarmer. Reached the pinnacle, got the scoring championship, the MVPs, you know, just the, the the celebrations of two Stanley Cups with the wonderful city of Pittsburgh. I mean, to be able to share that celebration of the retirement and to hear Yarmers speak so clearly, his English improved so much from that first year. Yeah, what was <laughs> it? Answer, what was it like being oh his god. roommate? Oh my god, it was wonderful because he 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 listened to MTV all day long. Everybody remembers MTV. He learned all his English from MTV. So. He'd answer questions. The reporters <laughs> would say, uh, Yarmer, how do you like Pittsburgh?" He Goes, "I like cherry pie." Well, I don't know if that's Motley Crue or <laughs> Warrant or somebody. But that's he'd, hilarious. I listened to MTV all the time, and he would take a line out of a out of a song. And and and, and he and he loved honey buns. I remember that he'd bring honey buns. His mom came to uh, to Pittsburgh. He goes, "My mom is in town. I bring honey buns tomorrow." And he brought these super sweet um, glazed honey cinnamon roll buns and he ate six of them I ate one I was wired like like till, till about 10 o'clock that night I'd had one in the morning I'm like oh my god you you like sugar and uh, but he's just a great kid and to, to hear him talk on and to hear him speak and to to, to, to I guess just have him People see his humor and uh, recognize this kid is just, he's still a kid at heart. He's 52 years old or something. And I'm saying to myself, I wished him a happy birthday the other day. And it's really kind of cool that people can see this side of Yarmor, even at uh, this stage of his life, and to celebrate this at this time. Uh, There's more celebrations coming up for Yager, and I'm not going to miss any more.
0: Well, we're with Brian Tranchier. 7 times Stanley Cup champion. That's remarkable. When you came to Pittsburgh, you already had four with the Islanders <clears throat> and then got two more, and then uh, another one as a coach with uh, Colorado. But I realized you were named to the Hockey Hall of Fame just seven years after Yager came to Pittsburgh. That's incredible.
1: Well, you know what was really fun for me was going in with Mario. Uh, with Mario LeBio and I went in in 1997, and it was just uh, – Another um I call it luck in my life where, where you know you, you go to Pittsburgh, it's on a one year contract and everything I did in Pittsburgh was appreciated all over again. I'd spent fifteen years in New York and towards the end of my career in New York, um I, I think people take it for granted or you just stop being appreciated. I don't know what it is, but Every little thing I did in Pittsburgh was just so enhanced or magnified. I'm like, wait a minute. That was just a simple little play, no big deal. But it was just so appreciated. And the locker room, the players in the locker room, and Bob Johnson and the young you know, the young kids. It was Mark Recky and Kevin Stevens and Yarmour Yogurt And the kids just kind of like, hey, you know, they kind of globbed on to me. And I loved it. I just loved being that kind of, I don't want to say a mentor, but just that older player that could, could kind of like wrap you know, ramp these kids up and and make them make them okay. We're, we're, we got to win. We got to do this. And I came to to win a championship with Mario, and I did it twice. And I'm saying to myself, this is so much fun to be able to celebrate with this with uh, the city of Pittsburgh and the old Three River Stadium. So many people come up to me and they go, hey, we remember you sliding on that tarp at Old Three River Stadium. I said, I know. That's an iconic moment in my life in Pittsburgh almost. Um, it's just a really special city, and there's are just wonderful moments for me. And it's been home now here for, God, almost 27 years. And I say to myself, it's a great place to raise kids. Uh, they all graduated here. And Um, there's just so many wonderful memories I've had and I'm still learning Pittsburgh if you can believe it or not I've lived here so long there's just so much culture and there's so much history here and um, people make it special I, I can I can see why you know a lot of people a lot of hockey players make Pittsburgh home once they're retired. Trance, you have you have to look at the
0: history of hockey in this town it's unbelievable with a lot of firsts which a lot of people here aren't aware of even if you're a native and I think it was great that uh, Craig Patrick, we had him on last hour, brought you in. You're considered to be one of the greatest players in NHL history, and what a key piece to bringing those two cups here and mentoring Yarmer Yager. And you got, believe me, even though you weren't in the building yesterday, you got a lot of love. You showed up on a lot of videos, and and uh, <laughs> Yarmer gave you a lot of love, so we appreciate you staying here. And for those that don't know, you're still doing some work now. Now on TV, they pulled you off the rack.
1: I know, and I think I'm improving, and I'm still awful, but I, I, I thank everybody. <laughs> cause they're, they're so kind, but I, I do want to improve. I want to get better. I want to get better at this. It's, i 'm struggling looking into that camera still for whatever reason I do feel comfortable talking and all that stuff and jay Caulfield's a veteran on t v so he 's great to work with, as is dan and and um, and haley so it's it 's been a wonderful team getting to know everybody on on the t v studio and, um, and and learning that side of the business but uh, well, I do it forever and ever. I don't know, Larry. Uh, you know you're a master at this stuff, but uh, you know I really have to say a, a couple more things about my buddy Yax. He's he's been uh, he's been a wonderful um, I think ambassador for the game of hockey through his NHL career and, and now beyond, owning a team in Cladno. But um, he is still a kid at heart. We, he he came through Pittsburgh here this summer, and um, I ran over to the convention center to say hello, and he stopped. Everything to, to visit with me for fifteen twenty minutes, which I thought was kind of a little embarrassing, but it was wonderful because um, he he went back and he he always called me Big Brian, which I thought was adorable because he's so much taller than me, <laughs> and uh, and I I'd say and he goes Big Brian, I I I must talk to you right now, and we had a wonderful visit. Mark Recchi was there and Phil Bork and we got to visit and it was just kind of a special time where we all went back into our locker room personalities and we giggled and laughed and told some stories and uh, that's what makes it special about being part of this uh, uh, Penguin uh, alumni is that the guys are just true blue they appreciate each other and we get to talk about this wonderful city we live in and what's going on now with with the team and you know the the, the 30 years that we've had with Mario Yarmer and now Sidney Crosby and these generations and, and appreciate the wonderful history that Pittsburgh has. And here's Yarmer coming into and he wanted to learn about the NHL because the biggest thing in his life prior to the NHL was the World Cup. He wanted to win, you know, a, a world championship and he comes to the NHL. And he wins back-to-back Stanley Cups. And it's almost like he he, he jinxed himself. Cause I said, oh, winning Stanley Cup is easy. I said, no, 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 the armor. It's really, really it's difficult. Not really not that easy. The first two years. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, you know, he had this wonderful, wonderful, spectacular, magnificent uh, career. And he's still a great kid. And I'm really glad that Pittsburgh got to fall in love with him all over again. Well, we appreciated
0: yesterday was a special day in sports history here. And we appreciate you, Brian, always. And I'm glad you stayed here, played here, stayed here, and still contributing. So, safe travels home from New York, and uh, we'll see you soon.
1: Always fun, Larry. Thank you so, so much.
0: Ryan Trottier, once again, shoots and scores. Download the free Odyssey app anytime. It is your gateway to some great listening, including important updates, news, weather, and even high school sports that we cover. Right now, we're in the playoffs for high school basketball, and you can just Get this free app, and it really is a great resource. Take us with you wherever you go. And you can also watch us with the Ireland Contracting video feed. Go to kdkradio.com. Click on Watch KDK Radio live Stream, and you can peer into the stu- studio and see what goes on here. Samantha McGill, our producer, is safely ensconced in another sealed. studio.
2: I'm sealed off.
0: Sealed off where we can see you through a window but we don't have access.
2: Yeah, no, it's...
0: Which is good for you. Yes, it is. Technically.
2: I'm very protected in here.
0: I, I can tell you. Yes. So how are you feeling? Because you were off last I, week.
2: Yeah, I feel much better. I was off for a few days because I had the stomach flu. What I assume, I think it was yeah. virus
0: I'm hearing that, and it, Marty laughs when I say...
2: Something's going around, Yeah, yeah something's going around. I mean, yeah, my whole house was sick.
0: And then in Marty's case, uh, in case you didn't hear, he's uh, in the hospital. He's dealing with some medical issues, has pneumonia, and uh, he's been very open about this. I would never share any medical information about a staff member, anybody, unless uh, we got the approval to do so. And since he put it out on social media, we've been communicating. A lot of people have reached out, concerned about Marty. And my suggestion is follow Get Marty on Facebook and on X cuz uh, he promised to keep us updated and i know marty he'll get bored really quick so oh, yeah. he's, he's... going to he already sent a couple of well multiple texts all the time but one this morning <laughs> he said please read live but i don't want to read it all live cuz you
2: should, you have to bleep some of it out
0: he said the pain is much better walked 5 laps around the floor that's what old men do and it went on from there. He,
2: it got pretty graphic. Yeah. You could say from there.
0: So if you'd like to, go to Get Marty and uh, send him your well wishes. This is the Big K Morning Show. Again, Marty is off today, medical leave, and we'll keep you posted on his status. He has in part pneumonia, which, you know, and he's accessible via Get Marty on facebook and and x and uh, we certainly wish marty the best and we'll keep you posted here on kdka one of the great things about what we get to do is introduce you to some amazing people in this hometown and that's why i especially have loved doing our hometown heroes event for the past 11 years the very beginning recognized dr terry suika reed who along with her late husband created uh tom reed this wonderful Phase 4 Learning, and it has grown. It is really the largest private. It's larger than Central Catholic, and what they do is they really take young students who are struggling in many cases with their academics, and they graduated last year in their 20th anniversary, like 585 kids at uh, Duquesne University there in their event center, the Coop, and it was an extraordinarily... Amazing event. And one of Dr. Terry's key personnel is Aaron McKinnon, who's been with her since, what, the inception, really 19 years. He is from Buffalo, originally went to the University of Pittsburgh, has an engineering degree, and works in part with all the IT. Aaron, good morning.
2: Good morning. How are you doing?
0: I'm good. How are you
2: doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good.
0: Did I kind of... Uh, Give a thumbnail of what Phase 4 Learning does.
2: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, the phase 4 definitely uh, focuses on relationships and has been one of the uh, pillars for youth and uh, young adults in the community for 20 years.
0: Yeah, what I appreciate most is it doesn't end there either because you and the staff continue to work with these students to try to find gainful employment or further their education in some military service and have been extraordinarily successful at doing that. So I applaud you, Dr. Terry, and the entire team. So thank you. Thank you. I can't think of anything that's more important in life than teaching our young people. It, it helps everybody in our community, and certainly you guys have done that. I also wanted to point out that you and the team and some of the students have created these videos that have won national awards back-to-back through Roku, where you got like 73 million people watching these. Tell us how this came about, what are these videos about, and how did you do it back-to-back?
2: Well, really, it came with one of our national partnerships, excuse me, with Fresh Films, um, as part of our Career Pathways program. Um, Our partnership with Best Buy, I always say, uh, friends of Best Buy are friends of ours, and now we have a lot of new friends. So uh, Fresh Films is is an organization that's dedicated to really developing the next generation of filmmakers and storytellers through uh, hands-on training, internships, mentoring, on-set experiences, giving them access to, uh, you know, the creative industry, so to speak, um, from demographics that wouldn't necessarily have them. Um, Roku partnered with Fresh Films with Roku Changemakers two years ago uh, that trained uh, more than 300 high school age students, uh, nationwide, um, in filmmaking. And the change makers program gives you the opportunity to create short films that feature a local change maker who they thought were positively impacting their communities. Um, so for the past two years, we were selected one out of seven finalists so of about 430 selections. Um, the first year was on Dr. Reed, uh, found a for learning center. Um, Season two was on uh phase four alumni, Carlos Thomas, who created his own nonprofit called Feed the Hood, uh, which is an organization that fights food insecurity.
0: And the fact is, to win this award back-to-back means a lot of people around the country will see the story, and that's the whole idea is they're not only working in some of these efforts and it's not easy to make films, to make a powerful, impactful film. But the fact that you've done it back-to-back is absolutely remarkable, and I wanted everybody to know about it. So how can people see these?
2: Oh, So uh, Roku goes out to 80 million um, people. And if you have a Roku box, you can log into to Roku Changemakers, do a little search. Um, and there we are, Season 1 and Season 2, Episode 7.
0: Season one, season two, episode seven. Yes. I got it. You gotta be pretty proud of these. These kids have to be just so unbelievably excited about this.
2: Oh no, absolutely. It really uh, empowers them to express themselves creatively. Um, It gives them a platform to share their stories, their perspectives, ideas, and and most importantly, it gives them um, confidence. And it really builds like a sense of agency for them. Um, A lot of them may not have the opportunity to pick up the camera or or tell their story. So this uh, definitely points them in the right direction.
0: I highly recommend you check out Phase 4 Learning, doing great work in our hometown. Aaron McKinnon, keep up the great work, man. You're 19 years in, and uh, I know you're greatly appreciated by Dr. Terry and the entire team. Oh, thank you. You got it. Check them out. Phase 4 Learning. Looks like we're getting a break for the week weather-wise, but when the weather turns bad, tune to the KDK Radio Storm Center. We got news updates, traffic delays, school closures, and everything you need. The KDK Radio Storm Center is brought to you by Mr. Rooter. Call 412-Rooter2 and Generator Super Center Ireland, Ireland, Ireland Contracting and News Radio KDKA. We want to thank... Hall of Fame GM Craig Patrick for being on the show with us. You can always listen back if you have the free Odyssey app. You can go back 24 hours. I want to thank Ryan Tranchier, who roomed with the Armor Yager. That was kind of the highlight of the sports weekend, certainly, in Pittsburgh. And coming up, Colin Dunlap, 10 till 2. Colin, uh, what are you working on today?
3: Uh, lots of things. Talk a little Yager. Talk a little. I, you know what I have in the end of the 10 o'clock hour? Um, there have probably been 150 of these in my life. One of these stories that only happened to me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Mr. Bean. You ever see that that show, Mr. Bean? Yeah. That kind of stuff happens to me. It's just the wild, and it happened to me yesterday. And that's all I'm going to give away. All right. Well, it, it falls in line with this. Like, do you have a minute before we got to yeah, go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Not too long ago, I told this story. The, the latest episode before this one was I'm driving right by my house to get gas on a Sunday night. Okay. To put gas, because I hate going in the mornings. I always go and put gas in the car like Sunday night. It's like seven o'clock. It's over the summer. Not a whole lot of people out, right? So I drive up to the service station right by my house. I go and there's a couple of people stopped out on the road or whatever. I'm saying, pull up. Why are people stopped? This is weird. There's a motorcycle laying on the ground. Like, uh, this is crazy. Well, I come, to, I pull around. People are just driving by it, kind of slow. Wrecked, got T-bone. Guys laying down on the ground, and his leg is mangled. But he's a big biker-looking guy. He looks up at me and he goes, "He goes, I wrecked my bike before. I'll be all right." And you could hear the the sirens coming. I go, man, don't get up. Everything's good. And and I couldn't believe enough. Like people weren't attending to him. They're standing there, and. So I said, well, it sounds like the ambulance is coming. The police are coming. You good? He said, yeah, I'm all right. I've wrecked it before. I'm, my leg's broken, I'm sure, but we'll get it figured out. He goes, do me a favor. He reaches in his pocket. He goes to hand me his gun. He goes, give this to my son. Don't let anybody else have it. Uh, I go, what? why me? Why me? So I'm standing there holding a gun. I'm waiting for the police to pull up. There's a man bleeding laying down. What are they going to think? You right? shot him. No. Well, I just walked away and set it down in the grass and stood by it. And I'm sure as hell not waiting on his kid to show up to hand him the gun. Hey, give us some <laughs> right. Don't And he told me his name. He said, "Don't give it to anybody else." So, wow. Uh, so did his son ever show up? Later, after the police grabbed the gun. Oh, they did grab yeah, it. Yeah, they did. I wasn't getting wrangled in this nonsense i think it was your fault imagine being a policeman and showing up seeing a man down his leg is all screwed up a guy's holding a handgun oh that's bad real bad i don't need involved in this that's not good optics no (laughs) stuff like larry this stuff finds me yesterday another episode found me. it didn't involve a handgun but just nonsensical things find me more than i'm a magnet for them and I'll tell you that story at the end of the 10 o'clock hour. All right, coming up, Colin Dunlap. So, you didn't think you were getting that out of me, did you? That was good, though. Yeah. I mean, that's that's real. Mm-hmm.
0: Leave the gun, take the cannolis.
3: Oh, I, I wonder if that, whatever happened to that guy.